The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. Building resilience. Talking trauma. Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Radio Tony. Difficult conversations and bringing hope to listeners. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia on W4WN. Good morning, Australia, and good evening, America. You're listening to Tony Lontis live on Radio Tony today, and I'm just checking in with all of you, my wonderful listeners. Um, I know many of you will be in lockdown all across the world, and I know that uh, this time has been particularly hard for me, and that's unexpected. I thought that being the introvert I am, that things would be okay, but these last few weeks, Uh, It's like my empathic soul is feeling the grief of the world at the moment and I'm wondering, wondering how you all are doing out there across the world. Uh, Today, we have a wonderful guest, um, and later in the show, I'll be introducing you to her. Um, Her name is Susan Jane, and she's an intuitist, um, and we'll be talking about intuition. But before we do, I thought I'd start the show with a few grab lines of some good news across the world. So Twitter founder Jack Dorsey has pledged $1 billion, that's 28% of his net worth, to help the global relief for COVID-19. In other good news, after 13 years of social distancing, giant pandas finally mate during the peaceful COVID-19 zoo closures. Lots of wonderful stories about what's happening in nature with the humans all locked down. A decrease in the... uh, greenhouse effect across the world, a reduction in pollution, animals uh, that haven't uh, historically mated in zoos are doing just that and it's due to no human interaction, which is a good thing. This week I've been watching Matthew McConaughey cheer nursing home residents with rousing games of virtual bingo. Well done, Matthew. And also Bill Gates is now building factories to produce seven of the most promising COVID-19 vaccines. Now, I know that I've been having a lot of conversations across social media this week uh, debunking some of the myths out there. And most of those are coming from anti-vaccinators. And I actually believe in the science of vaccinations. And... I know that there is lots of information out there about vaccines which suggest that they are bad for us. Granted, some of the people who have vaccinations have a bad reaction and some of those reactions are bad. But in terms of the greater good of humanity, we cannot underestimate the wonder of living in a world without polio, smallpox, and all the other things that vaccines have improved in our life. Um, Mason wants to know, wait, did you say animals that are not in the zoo are now in there, or did you mean the regular zoo animals are doing well without people visiting the zoo? Yes, Mason. The animals 
currently in zoos are doing amazing things across the world from what I've been reading, including the giant pandas. Uh, Without human interaction and human watching, they're doing really well, which is rather nice to hear. Um, Back to my conversation about vaccines uh, in relation to Bill Gates building the factories for the seven most promising COVID vaccines. We have to remember that COVID-19 is an animal virus passed on to humans. We as humans have no immunity to this disease. And that's why they're hurriedly trying to get a vaccine that helps the population. And they will. And we will get out the other side of this crisis across the world. But I'd love to know how you're all doing. Um, I'm talking to lots of my friends and they're all in various states of struggle. And so with that in mind, I thought I'd read something from the good news, which I thought was really good. And it's talking about um, Brene Brown. And so it says, uh, if you're stressing out amongst the chaos of quarantine then you may need to listen to the podcast about FFTs effing first times that is how hard it is to be new at things from small incidents to global pandemics when you have no relevant experience or expertise the vulnerability uncertainty and fear of these firsts can be overwhelming but showing up and pushing ourselves past the awkward learner stage is how we get braver. The pandemic experience is a massive experiment in collective vulnerability. We can be our worst selves when we're afraid and our very best and bravest selves at the same time. We can be our worst selves when we're um fearing and vulnerable and there's often little in between because we are so uncertain so afraid and our default is self-protection we don't have to be scary it it doesn't have to be scary when we're scared so let's choose to be brave and kind and let's choose each other Brene Brown is a researcher Um, a professor at the University of Houston where she holds the Huffington Foundation. Brene Brown is an endowed chair at the college uh, graduate school uh, and she works in social work. Uh, Brene has and continues to break down the complex topics concerning human nature such as shame, empathy, courage and vulnerability. You may have listened to her famous TED Talk called The Power of Vulnerability. And I encourage you guys to who are listening today, if you don't um, listen to TED Talks and podcasts, now's the time to start doing that. So Brene's famous TED Talk, The Power of Vulnerability, garnered 45 million views and remains one of the top five views, uh, top five viewed TED Talks worldwide she has a number of books and those are the gifts of imperfection daring greatly rising strong braving the wilderness the quest for true belonging and the courage to stand alone and i can highly recommend these uh audio books uh books and to listen to some of the work that brene does because it's powerful stuff She wants us to have tough conversations with the whole of our heart. She's the first researcher to have a filmed lecture uh, which is called The Call to Courage, streamed on Netflix since it debuted in 2019. She also has a podcast called Unlocking Us and it's Dr. Brene's brand new signature podcast and she uses it as a space to host notable guests such as Alicia Keys and David Kessler who join her in conversations that unlock the deeply human part of who we are so that we can live, love, parent and lead with more courage and more heart. If there's anything we need during these times, it's those messages of courage, vulnerability and being brave. 
So before we cut to our first break, I'd just like to tell you a little bit about our wonderful guest today. Susan Jane is an intuitist. She's also a published author, inspirational speaker, life and business coach, and the event director of the Personal Growth Expo. Susan has spent over 30 years encouraging people to grow, trust, and utilize their intuition to enable them to make confident decisions in line with their true core values. Susan has three, uh, with three young children, Susan set about connecting with her local community. She led a successful project for young families, which culminated in a nomination for the Australian Citizen of the Year. However, Susan's life changed dramatically when her 20-year emotionally abusive marriage ended and she had to rediscover who she was and what she really wanted. In 2009, Susan returned to university to update her qualifications. She studied public health, promotion and worked full-time across three part-time jobs whilst doing this. Unfortunately, six months after graduating, a change in state government saw the discontinuation of health promotion positions. Although feeling extremely out of her death, Susan again engaged her personal determination. Deep down, she knew there was still a lot more that she could offer. On a shoestring budget and with a strong faith in her ability, Susan wrote, published and marketed her first book, Intuitive Flat flowers empowering your emotional goals that experience has now culminated in her writing three more books of a similar similar nature so susan has harnessed her experiences to mentor others she constantly benefits those around her she currently coaches young athletes volunteers with community groups and has launched a series of personal growth expos Susan's strength lies within and she relies strongly on her intuition to guide her towards her goals in life. She has learnt to connect with the power and teaches others how to do the same thing. So we are not going to go to a break. We're actually going to go straight into our conversation with Susan. Good morning, Susan. Okay, Susan, I'll just get you to unmute your microphone for me. Is that better? Yay! <laughs> Good morning, Susan. How are you? Oh, I'm well, thank you. And how are you, Tony? Uh, I'm okay. I, I've actually determined that I'm going to take this, uh, I'm going to be off from 2 p.m. today. I'm going to go off social media and I'm not going to work and I'm going to just do what. I feel that I need to do. I've had a conversation with a number of my female friends over the last couple of days and um, you might have guessed I'm an empath and it's um, I kind of feel like I'm feeling the grief of the world at the moment and yes. I need to release some of that grief by doing things like getting into my garden and pulling out my sewing machine and doing some embroidery things that uh, bring me joy actually what about you how are you going well creativity what you're talking about is perfect to take you away from that empathic side um so i'm going really well actually very very busy but um i'm an introvert too so i actually enjoy being at home and doing my own thing so um i'm not feeling it as much as what other people would be feeling it i don't believe well, I thought that too because I'm very much um, an introvert and I love quiet time alone and um, and space. But I, I have to acknowledge that I just there's a deep um, heartbreak and sadness in my soul, and I think that my empathic soul is feeling the grief of the world at the moment. At least that's what I'm putting it down to. Yes, certainly. And yeah, like you say, doing something that's creative and takes your mind off it is the best way. And of course, gardening, it's your grounding. I um, I was on, we owned a 90 acre organic crop farm for nine years before the drought took that over. So I love gardening. I love being in the dirt and grounding. Mm, mm. Which leads us into Gray's question, how can we release the negative that is building up? 
And again, for a lot of people, that negative is building up and you can stop watching the news and you can stay off social media. But for me, there's a there's a bit of a, a, a vibration, I feel. And so in answer to Grace's question, I, I know what I need to do. But Jane, um, Susan, have you got any suggestions for others to release that negative that's building up? Well, to release the negative, we've got to look at the positive. And it, you can't just turn off the negative. It doesn't just switch off like that. But okay. you will find that you'll get into a zone and you'll get into the right frame of mind if you are doing something creative. Now, what you class as creative and what other people do is is so different. So um, creating something could be uh, creating something on your laptop. So you go to Canva and you create an image or you work with Photoshop or something like that. So you can do things on, on laptop. You can go outside, um, create a new garden, even tidy the garden that you've got is creating a new look to it and it's making you focus on something that's positive. It's task-related and it's positive. Yeah, that's exactly right. It, It is finding those things that take you essentially out of yourself Um, and away from the negativity, I actually find that I have to acknowledge that I am feeling this way. And then once I do that, then I take myself to the, the, um, the more positive and do the things that I know that rejuvenate my, my soul. And that's different for everyone, isn't it? Yes, yes. And as you say, if you, if you don't acknowledge that you're feeling that way, you can spiral down before you realise. So it is really important to acknowledge that and then look at something that suits you. But the, the thing is, Tony, it, nothing suits everybody. It's not across the yes. board thing. It's yes. we're all different and we all need to focus on what is good for us. Um, I love painting, but I haven't been able to do any painting for a long time. Um, my whole focus has shifted from that. So um, I like to focus on on other things at the moment to keep me occupied. And one of them is writing. So at the mm-hmm. moment, writing or journaling is, is really good. Yeah. Dala wants to know, how can we find what will suit us? Oh, Dala, what lights your passion? What makes you feel good? Um, some Look, I, I've always wanted to help other people. So why I was nominated for Australian Citizen of the Year that many years ago was because I just followed my passion. I'd had three children in three years and I was – for want of another word, <laughs> stuck at home. Um, I was in a, uh, a small country seaside town and I had no family or friends near. So it was just myself and the three kids. So I had to find something that suited me. And at that stage, I took on the president of the Rainbow Beach um, Playgroup Association. And that's where I went with there. It was my, I love organisation. I love structure. I love putting things together. I love working out how things work. So I just naturally followed the things that I liked to do. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean um, that's going to be the be-all and end-all on, on your purpose in life or what it is, but it gives you those stepping stones and that's about following your intuition. So those little stepping stones, if they make you feel good, you're actually following your intuition and that's how we work out what we like. If something sort of feels a bit off and it doesn't feel right, well, then you need to tweak it and change it because it's not in line with what your intuition is saying. Which leads me to how did you discover this concept of intuition and what is your description of intuition, Susan? Okay, so I look at intuition as putting it down right down to the tin tacks. I know um, uh, Wayne Dyer said it is a deep-seated knowing. And I thought, yes, it is a deep-seated knowing, but where does that come from? And I had a few down, what I call downloads, so the information, intuition coming through, that information coming through. And what it came down to is we get so caught up with everything else, we forgot to follow what feels good. And our intuition is those messages that come from our spiritual self to our physical self. It is intuition is our communication between our physical 
um, human body and our spiritual being. And that is what intuition is. It's just, it's that communication. And that's why it's a deep-seated knowledge. It's deep-seated because it's not coming from us as ourselves. It's coming from our spirit or our soul. So it's about acknowledging that there is a higher power, a higher vibration, um, something higher than our human selves. That's where the first, that's where it starts, isn't it, Susan? Yes, and look, I I get a little bit caught up with the word God and with, with um, other ways of describing it. So I go right back down to the tin tax, Tony, and I go there's a physical aspect of us and there's a spiritual aspect yeah. of us. There's a physical aspect of the world and there's a spiritual aspect of the world. Definitely. So yeah. what happens is people start getting caught up in this spiritual side saying, oh, it I get messages from God or I get messages from Archangel Michael or I get messages from the intergalactic spaceship and it just gets a little bit crazy. When we bring it right back down to the tin tacks, we have a spiritual aspect which is vibrational and we have a physical aspect which you can see. And you've got to understand spirit cannot taste, touch, hear, uh, speak, uh, or uh, what was the last one? Taste, touch. Anyway, the five senses. Yeah. <laughs> I've got lost track. Um, a spirit can't do that. They have to come into a physical body to do that because they're physical senses. Yeah. So this is where people sort of get a little bit hung up and they get this ego base saying, oh, well, I talk to my um, angels and I take to talk to my spirit and I talk to this. It's all from the same source. It's all yeah. vibrational energy at a higher level. Yeah. And it's within each of us as humans, yeah? Absolutely, absolutely. And as, as humans, we resonate and we connect with certain people our spirit will also resonate and connect with certain spirit. So why you might hear uh, intuitive messages come through from, say, your parents if they're past or from um, angels, it's because your spirit resonates with them and that's why they'll get that, that intuitive messages. But basically intuition is messages coming through from your spirit. It's how we communicate with our spirit, the physical and the spiritual. So, Jane, Susan, (laughs) (laughs) I've got Jane on my brain for some reason and it's so strong that it keeps overriding my uh, wanting to say, Susan, what's with that? Uh, (laughs) I wanted to talk to you about how you got into reading flowers. Well, what happened was I wanted to, because I'd had this understanding about intuition and what it was, but I wanted to learn how to develop it. So I wanted to put together some tools. And one of the tools is when you start to learn or develop, connect, develop and trust your intuition, you have to make decisions. And I wanted to be able to do that in a way that it wasn't um, hard, it wasn't challenging it was, it was simple, it was easy, and you could test the theory. I am a big theory tester, and this was one of them. So I looked at flowers, and the first thing I look at is flowers is they're your goals in life. So if you've got a goal, um, we have the SMART goals, and we write down the SMART goals, what they are, and that's a real physical aspect of it. Now, intuition, when intuition is talking to you, it, it talks to you or it relates to you through the chakras, but basically through emotions. So we know positive emotions are in line with your intuition, negative ones, not so in line. Mm-hmm. So when we, we're going through that, I started looking at these, the flower images, and they were your goals in life. When we look at a SMART goal, it could be, I want money, I want this, I want that, and you write it all down. Yeah. The problem with those goals is it doesn't always connect with your emotions. Uh-huh. And so when you get to those goals, you don't have that emotional um, elation. You don't have the emotional feel for it. Yes. So 
when I when we choose a flower image to read or a flower to read, we always have to connect with our emotional goal. So if we want money or we want a relationship, we want to connect with how we feel when we get that and we get that emotion happening. Then we turn it into what it would look like as a flower yes. and then you Google the flower and you find it and you can do your reading. When I first did mine, I did a financial one. I did a financial flower. I got the feeling of what it was going to be like when I had the money and all I could get for the flower was it was pink and white. It was a pink and white flower. So I Googled pink and white flowers and all these flower images came up. Now, because I'd had that emotional feel for it, I could go through and go, no, that isn't right. No, that one isn't right. I'd get the colours, but I wouldn't get it quite right, the right shape. And then this flower came up and I went, oh, that's the one. And I tried to change the shape of the flower. I tried to change the shape. It was um, a landscape and I tried to make it a square picture. As soon as I did that, I lost the feeling. So I had oh. to go back to the landscape. So then that flower was right for my financial goal. And I had a big aha moment in that one. Can I ask you what the flower ended up being, Sue? It, it's in my book. Um, yeah. The flower was actually, it was a uh, water lily. But it was very, very small to the right-hand side. And it had... Big, the big round water lily leaves all around it. Yes. Our yes. leaves are our guides and round is feminine. All of a sudden, my finances were surrounded in big feminine helpers all the way around and I have always worked on my own and I knew from that day I needed to step forward with other women and work with women. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so... How long ago was this process, the the linking the flowers with intuition? Well, I had I'd linked it. Oh, look, I started intuition many, many years ago, like during my um, marriage. I, I started understanding what intuition was and getting an understanding, well, getting an understanding of spirituality. And did, did sorry, so did yeah, the gaining of your insight into intuition, did that help protect you in that marriage? Did it help you get out of that marriage? What was that process like? Um, okay, so the process with that, it was it was 20-year learning experience. Yeah. Um, it, I was in an emotionally abusive relationship, so I was very, very restricted. No friends, no family around. Um I, I just there was not a lot I could do um, unless I got permission for it. I did try to leave the marriage once. I popped the kids in the car. I had no petrol. I had no money. I had no way of getting out of the town, let alone going anywhere, and my family were two states away. So I was really restricted in where I was at and I knew it didn't feel right I knew there was more to what I was supposed to be doing in life and it didn't feel right that's where my intuition was coming through I didn't know that then but that's yeah. when it was coming through so you get this feeling that no something's not right it doesn't feel right there's more mm -hmm. to my life than this mm -hmm. um, and so I started to I'd had my third baby in three years and she was about six months old and my um, ex-husband dropped me off at the doctor's surgery and said, get something for it. So basically he self-diagnosed me with um, postnatal depression. Uh -huh. Now, I didn't know that I had that or I didn't know that I had anything wrong with me. So I was really upset that somebody's basically told me I was broken and I didn't know I was broken. Yeah. So I went into the doctor's surgery and lucky enough, I, there was a new doctor on board and she did alternate therapies. She sat there and um, listened and asked questions and she was writing out her notes. And at the end of it, and of course I was in tears and I just didn't know what I was doing. And at the end of it, she held up um, two pieces of paper. One was a script for Valium which was the drug of choice in those days, and the other was a list of books I could get out. Now, 
at this stage, you've got to remember, I had three children under three. I had an alcoholic husband. I was states away from anybody I knew. Yeah. And it was like, what choice did I have? So I grabbed the books because I knew the Valium would be way too hard to get off of later on. I grabbed the list of books and that's when I started. And it, it isn't until... You know, 10 years down the track, I'd only go shopping every four to six weeks, so I'd go to the library and grab about 10 books at a time. But it was all these books that helped me get this wider perspective on what things were. And and unfortunately, we can get stuck into too many books and not understand what they are. And and we don't get that or, or into, we can get stuck into single books and not understand where we're going so reading all these books gave me a huge perspective of other people's beliefs understandings attitudes and I would never ever get a fiction they were always factual books and that's how I sort of got the understanding and with these books I would then test the theories one of them was um, dance with anger and I, I tested that theory and that's what started the separation of the relationship because I started to step up and go, it doesn't feel right, I'm not happy with it, and I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. Wow. And so that's many years ago. And so once you had left that marriage, which Mm -hmm. you ultimately did, did you then further embark on your path of um intuition and helping other people uh, understand their intuition yes I did um towards the end of the marriage I actually did a life life coaching course um and one of the things I have to say it's it we talk about leaving a marriage and mate it wasn't easy from the day I went there needs to be something done it took me eight years to understand what that was and do that so the first thing I did is I, I loved him, I needed him, and I wanted him. Yeah. When we moved on to the, the farm, um, I still needed him yeah. and I still loved him, but I didn't want him anymore. And I really noticed that when the drought hit and we had to leave the farm, I knew when we were selling up that I didn't need him any longer. And yeah. I asked myself, did I still want him? And one of the things I did look at was, because he was a big drinker, I thought to myself, and and I I used to blame that, and I used to say, well, if he didn't drink, it'd be fine. And then I thought one day, if he did drink, if he stopped drinking, would I still love him? Would I still want to be with him? And I thought, no, I I didn't like the whole persona. I didn't like the whole the whole way he was. So that was when, and that, like I said, it took eight years. These are not easy decisions that um, we make, and and I don't encourage people to leave relationships, but I do encourage them to go within and understand what's right for themselves. And it does take uh, quite some time. after that, I had went into my own natural therapies clinic and that's when I, I wanted to go bigger and bigger and I started really getting into spirituality, what it means. I was teaching other people. Um, we would have weekly sessions uh, where we'd have workshops and we would, um, we would just go through, actually this is where flowers first came in, we would yeah. just go through different modalities. So we would look at, say, runes. What do they mean? Do they help you? Can you connect with your intuition if you use runes? What about colours? What What do they mean? Sorry? What are runes? Oh, runes. I think they're Scandinavian. I think they're originally Scandinavian or Swedish. I'm not not 100% sure. But they were like stones and they had marks in them and they would scatter the runes and they would read Uh, them. uh Now, any of that reading is part of learning to trust yeah, and learning to trust yourself. So when you see something and you go, oh, that reminds me of such and such, it's having that trust and that faith to actually speak it because it's a little bit scary when you start to put yourself out there, I can assure you. And and we are often, as young children, taught not to trust that inner voice. Yes. Well, that happened to me once. I was walking home from primary school and I said to my yeah. sister, oh, mum's in a bad mood. 
and of course I didn't know what um, periods were or anything like that. And she'd said, "How would how do you know?" And I said, "Well, how do you not know?" And by the time we got home, of course, mum was in a bad mood, and um, she blamed me for it. So I never ever said it again. Ah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's yeah, you you, you pick things up and you you know you learn not to talk about them and learn not to say so, them. You, you meet people and you go, oh, I'm not sure whether I like that person. Yeah, and you that's your intuition. Yeah, um, g- going back to um, children are so much in touch with their intuition aren't they and it's as we get older and into adulthood that we come we become less in tune with our intuition and we find as adults many of us need to tune back into that inner voice don't we absolutely absolutely what happens is when we get to high school the invisible friends disappear and and things like that so we at high school sorry school so yes we do change as we go along um when we're younger obviously this this our soul our spirit is um very strong still too so we can we can um let that come through but we're restricted we start to get restricted and no you can't think like that no you can't do that how do you know prove it um, and I remember going back to uni when I was 48 when I went back to uni and they were saying to me, well, how did you come up with that conclusion? And I sort of went, oh, because I was following my <laughs> intuition and you can't do that at school. You've got to, you've got to have it all set up. It's got to be physical, not spiritual. Wouldn't it be a wonderful outcome from this current crisis if people started to really tap into that spiritual side of us if we really all of us being in lockdown we were made to tap into ourselves and start listening to our inner voices that would be a wonderful outcome for this whole virus crisis wouldn't it well, that's what the whole virus is all about too. It's about yeah. being able to help the community by going within. And that's why we're locked in the houses. That's why we've got shut down. It's obviously we're not allowed to spread the virus, but it's all about our opportunity to go within and discover who we really are. And um, as one of the other ladies said, how do you know what you like? Well, you're in this position now where you nearly have to find out. Yes. It's like you don't have a choice. Find out what you like and start doing it. So I, um, I've i been uh, talking to Susan before we came on the show and um, the Susan's got a wonderful online course and she's got a special offer for our listeners do you want to tell our listeners about that Susan yes I put it up on the uh, website this morning on intuitivenature.com.au uh, you just have to click on your face actually Tony oh yay <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I've got you on there um, all you do is you pop on there now this is your basic learn how to read flower images now I've done it as in flower images because you're not limited. Um, flower readings, you do need to have a little bit more um, connection with your intuition. You still need to do your meditation. You still need to get a bit deeper with yeah. it. But flower images is a great way to start because you're looking at the physical and trying to bring through the, the feelings, the emotion, the spiritual aspect of it. So that is why I, I thought, well, the flower images is a, a better way to start for you. Now, in the full program, the flower images, there's 16 different elements in the flower image that you can read and get an understanding of. Um, I think on the basics, I've got five or seven, I can't quite remember, but um, it'll take you through your basic ones. The stem is your journey, the leaves are your guides, the flower petals are your attraction, the the, the image whether it comes in landscape or portrait is your motivation and it goes through all those different areas so tell me again that website because i've just um won't let me put it up and i'm going to type it as you say it i've put up the details of the course um and the coupon code is tony radio i've put the link up but i want to put your website up as well 
Our website is intuitivenature.com.au. All right. Nature. All one word, isn't it? Yes. N-A-T. Excellent. So you have a special offer for the listeners of Radio Tony and you'll get 50% off this online course. So it's something that you can do um, whilst we're all in lockdown and Susan's normal price is uh, $59.95 but for our Radio Tony listeners it's $29.95 and I will put up that site in a minute but um, Susan can you tell our listeners just the basics of what that course will cover? Okay, so we go through the basics of just intuition, what it is, and we look like it's stuck into it. So I am a little bit detailed orientated, so we get stuck into it. The first thing we look at is the format, um, how the image you've, you've, you've found. Oh, sorry, no, first of all, how to pick your flower because we've got to make sure we connect with our emotions because that's our intuition coming through. Once we've connected with that, we choose the flower and then we'll go through the, the format of the flower, of the um, image, which is about your motivation. We look at the background. So the background of the flower or that flower image and we get an understanding of why that one's come through. We look at the, the journey, which is your stem. We look at your uh, leaves, which are your guides. Now, your guides could be, and when you're looking at leaves, of course, you're looking at shape. So more elongated is more masculine, more feminine is um, the rounder leaves. Uh, then we look at whereabouts they are on that image. If they're above, they're more of a spiritual. If they're below the, the flower, they're more of a physical guide. We look at... Um, Oh, that's the guys. We look at attraction in the in the yep. petals. We look at emotions in the colours. <laughs> I told you I was detail orientated. <laughs> These courses are so detailed that you could actually learn to do them yourself and you can actually, there's a professional course there that's got all the details there for you to do that as um as a paid professional. You can do it. I do it for hens parties and things like that. Pam wants to know, how long is the course? Is it um, a little self-paced course? Could you do it over yes. the Easter long weekend? Um, probably. Got, look, I would say over the long weekend you could have a look at all of them. Mm-hmm. Now, that course is open for 90 days after you click the last um, subject. Yes. Okay, so you can look at, you can have that open, for, you can have it going for three years as long as you don't click yep. that last subject and then you've got 90 days. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. So, so it's self-paced. So if you're a fast learner, you'll, you'll get through it fast. If you're a slower yep. learner or want to take your time, you can you can take it slower. Absolutely. So what I've done is I've got a, like a little introduction video. Um, it just goes through the basics. Then there's a, uh, a general read at the very beginning and that will take you through the basics as well. You could just about use only that if you want to. If you want more detail, so say, say the colours come up, colours or emotions. So there's a little spiel about colours and emotions and a quick guide on the colours. Now, mm-hmm. I've also then got a PDF in that section that you download and that has the full details of the colours. So oh. it even goes down to um, we have um, we have temperature in colour, we have modes in colour, we have um, when you're looking at emotions and colours, you have primary colours and you have secondary colours, you have primary emotions, you have secondary emotions. Mm-hmm. Told you I was detailed. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds fantastic. I'm looking at it, this listeners, and thinking, oh, I wonder if I could start that over Easter. Um, I've got some questions coming in. Wensi wants to know, does everyone have intuition? 
Oh, absolutely. And it's it's how we connect with it. You don't have a choice. Everybody's got intuition because it's intuitive messages coming from your spirit. It's how we choose to connect with them. And as I said, some people will see, some people will hear clearer. Some people mm-hmm. will get that gut feeling. Now, when you relate your feelings or your, your emotions and your intuition coming through, you can relate it through your chakras as well. Yeah. My strong intuition came through my heart chakra and um, that's where I could connect and, and understand what was going on. Uh, but some people like uh, Esther Hicks, her intuition and, and um, information comes through her throat chakra because she channels or I know she doesn't like calling it channeling, but she channels Abraham. So hers comes through there, clairvoyance clear seeing will come through their their um, third eye chakra so they'll get most of that information through there and mm-hmm. that's how it, so when you get that gut feeling your intuition's actually coming through your solar plexus and that's really all about you and that's why they need to you need to connect with that todd wants to know what comes from taking this class with with this class, when you, you do this, it's giving, for those people that do, uh, say, uh, psychics or people that already do readings, it gives you another element. Uh, so it can do that for you. But what I've really focused on is people that are still unsure of what their intuition is or how they're connecting with it. So can you imagine if you're looking at this flower and you see the colours and then you've got this big list on the side here, a PDF that you, you can um, print yes. out and it's got the colour red means and there's, I think, 12 different things the colour uh-huh. red means. Uh-huh. You need to use your intuition and go, you know what, for me that flower, the way it looks, the way it is, the person I'm talking to, those colours, three of those colours or those, those feelings match with that colour red. Yep. And that's your intuition starting to to um, kick in. And it's usually the first thought that comes to your mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes. But people, be, they, they get a bit scared of that. And that's why having this list, you can go, all right, well, I think it means this, this and this. And that's usually what they say when I'm doing um, classes. They go, I think this white means this, this and this. And I go, well, that's exactly what it means. Now, it could mean something completely different to somebody Somewhere. else. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you're bringing together your elements of spirituality, the people you're reading, the flower you're looking at, your life, because all your DNA before you, all your spiritual journey um, prior to you being here is all coming together. And if they mean that to you, then it's right. Yeah. Lolly wants to know, upon completion, do you receive a certificate? I just saw that. And you know what? Lolly. I know it's good but at this stage I didn't think people would want a certificate but you know what I'm going to get on there today and I will make sure you get a certificate yes there you go Lolly that's all you had to do was ask I that would be wonderful it's a one in this time and day uh there's a lovely for $30 Australian which is a lot less if you're paying in US dollars you can do this lovely little flower reading course Take your time in doing it, get a certificate at the end, and you can help others do the same thing. What perfect timing to have a wonderful little course um, with Susan. And, of course, on your site, Sue, you've got lots of other things as well. There's not just this little course for our listeners, but there's lots of other things too, aren't there? Yes, I've I've actually got 10 courses all about flower readings because there's three different types. There's the live flower readings, there is flower reading images and there is flower drawings that you do the reading. Now, the flower drawings I take to corporate and that's where you can get this professional level. I take it to the corporate and I make the boys, even the boys, yeah. um, draw flowers. So with one team I went in and went, okay, what's the team goal? I made them attach their emotion to the team goal and they all drew their own flower. And it was really amazing to see the results because one lady who was so quiet, definitely an introvert, all of a sudden she's drawn this great big 
flower. And it was like, oh, this lady needs to step up and start saying what her ideas are because she could run this team. And you just saw it in her flower image. Wow. So Kim has just asked, what's the... um coupon code for the special offer and i've yep. just put it up in the chat box it's tony radio and i've yep. just popped the link back up in the chat box um for yep. those of you who are not in chat today the website is susan intuitive nature.com.au and i've got that offer up until the 30th of april that's fantastic i'm just popping the link back up in the chat box for us all because we are just about out of time already we have under 60 seconds left again um (laughs) (laughs) lovely listeners what a wonderful opportunity to get on and do some work for yourself and have some fun because it will be a lovely fun little course with Susan Jane the learn how to read flower images of basics the course is on her website intuitivenature.com.au the coupon code you need for the special offer uh, is Tony Radio um, and that's up in the chat box as well Susan Thank you so much for coming on Radio Tony today. The listeners and I have loved having you on the show. Um, Faye, is there a materials list? No. Um, There's no no material. You don't need anything. (laughs) Just bring you and your intuition. And uh, Susan provides the downloads and printables that you need all on that course. But jump on. Uh, have a look, have a look at Susan's course, jump on and use a coupon, Tony Radio, and have yourself a fun little course while we're all still in lockdown. We are completely out of time, my wonderful listeners. Thank you for listening live on Radio Tony today. Thank you to the beautiful Susan Jane for her wonderful commentary today and the offer of this fabulous course for our listeners. Um, I'm wishing you all a happy safe and healthy Easter. Uh, It will be a pre-record show for Radio Tony tomorrow um, as we're all having a little bit of a break over Easter and I will join you all next week. Thank you, Susan. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Radio Tony, your safe space for tough conversations. Exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. A platform for the unheard. Radio Tony. With Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio Radio Tony. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia.